Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Books for Breakfast. We're your hosts. I'm Megan. I'm Jess. And I'm Jude. And we'll be here every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m., just like we are today. But today is extra special because we have a guest live in the studio here with us, nonfiction lover, Professor Messina. <laughs> Good morning. Yay! Good morning. I like that. Is If that was my uh, like lower third title, nonfiction lover. <laughs> well, that's why he's here today, because Jess and Jude are, are honorary nonfiction haters. So... Yeah. Wow, not even so much that you're fiction lovers, you're non-fiction haters. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, oh no my this God. is good. This is exactly the way I wanted to start a Tuesday morning. <laughs> Jude has been ready for this. She's I'm very ready. going off. But we'll have a little debate later on. But of course, we have to start as we do every week. What did you guys have for breakfast? Just start with you. Okay. I had Eggo waffles again. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't even put anything on them. I was oh. doing it while I was doing my hair, so I had to put the, the Eggo waffles in the toaster, go put the flat iron on, take them out, do the hair, eat the waffle. No syrup. Just hands. Oh, no. Was it just a regular, like... Plain. Oh. <laughs> it's just so I, like, don't die. You poor thing. So I'm here to defend nonfiction <laughs> when I'm up against a breakfast of a plain waffle from the fiction aficionados. Oh, just wait. It gets better when we get to Jude. Okay. Jude, should, I think you should go now. Okay. Um, I had a grilled cheese sandwich, but it wasn't grilled. It was microwaved. <laughs> Oh my god, Boy. not even like toaster. No. <laughs> she comes in this morning. We're sitting out in the lobby and she's like, I had a breakfast, but I don't know how to word it. I'm like, here, tell me, I'll help. And she told me that. I was like, just like that. Just say that. It's not even a grilled cheese then. You had microwave cheese. Just sad floppy good cheese still. <laughs> that tasted good. It did. Wait. Well, I saw, okay. I saw, and I also had my, because um, I have to have a breakfast, uh, sorry, a dessert after my breakfast. So I had two Oreos. Like, I have to have breakfast and then breakfast dessert. Breakfast dessert. Mm -hmm. Okay. All, all right. What and was your breakfast dessert after the two slices of cucumbers last week? The sip of Arizona. <laughs> the sip of Arizona tea. <laughs> and then in the car, I was drinking um, chamomile tea. And then oh. as I got out of my car, I spilled it all over my front seat. So. Well, you're having a wonderful day as well. <laughs> I know. She drove here barefoot. She had uh, melted sloppy cheese. Oh. <laughs> what a sad, sad... <laughs> Sad Tuesday morning. Yeah. It's pretty much every week, oh. but it keeps it interesting. I, I would say so. <laughs> I wanted to wake up extra early, have an extravagant breakfast so I could talk about it because today's a special show, but... You know, no. I feel like this is more interesting. Yeah. Okay. So. I want to know what Meg. Like, are you oh. gonna redeem us a little bit for, um, on the Books for Breakfast uh, crew? Nothing fun. I had a bagel, but it's a mini bagel. Yeah. Oh, a bagelette. Sort of. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. But. It's, a, it's from a place in Shrewsbury over here, Bagel Masters. They sell mini bagels, too. But they're like the size of your palm. Oh. But you can get a breakfast sandwich on them. Like, they'll make it. But the egg and the cheese aren't any smaller. So it's just, like, overflowing oh. on the sandwich. <laughs> that's that's lazy. Yeah. But huh. it's still cute. All right. Did you have your coffee? Of course I had my coffee. I got... Holiday flavors yesterday. It was like a little sample pack, and it comes with peppermint, pumpkin spice, and toasted marshmallow. Mm -hmm. I didn't use them, but I'm excited to. <laughs> Just had to tell you that I got them. Is it like a Keurig, like the the K cups? Uh, they're not. Like it's pack? like syrups, but they're like oh. the size of my finger, maybe. They're oh. really small bottles. Fancy. Yeah, I'm like trying to like measure with my hand of all these things <laughs> instead of being like it's like this big, like Jude. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Books for Breakfast, where Jess and Megan bullied you for an hour. <laughs> we're so sorry. Yeah, yeah we talked to her. We're like, do you actually feel like we hate you? No. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? Yeah. 
I had a piece of I made a homemade um, orange and cranberry scones on Sunday. So I had a piece of an orange and cranberry scone uh, with a shot of espresso and some orange juice. Wow. Did you mix the espresso and orange juice together? No, 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 no. Always separate. Okay. I've seen that before, though. Really? Yeah. Like, not so much orange juice, but, like, orange, like a slice of orange. People will put it in coffee, and they're like, it tastes really good. So... Sometimes, like, when you serve espresso, you'll serve it with the lemon rind, if anything, and mm-hmm. that's to go ahead and actually take some of the bitterness out of the mm. espresso itself. So that's why you might see that. Yeah. Uh. Possible. I would have never imagined in a million years that I had what I'd like to think is the swankiest breakfast <laughs> breakfast yeah. out of all of us here. It certainly was. I never usually eat breakfast to begin with, so yeah. this works out well. <laughs> well, Megan was just saying this last week that you sort of like jinxed us in a way because last <laughs> last semester we always had really nice breakfasts and you had told us that you were jealous that we have all these like we have time to have these nice breakfasts and now we don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It was still Eggo Waffles last That's year. And that is true. I yeah. do remember the sad Eggo Waffles. <laughs> they're not sad. They're not I happy. Like they're not happy. <laughs> Plain, they're sad. They're they're the buttermilk ones. So yummy. The most boring ones out of all <laughs> yeah. of them. No, I would argue that the home style waffles are boring. They don't. T- they really don't taste like anything. Oh, it's there's like a different. Yeah, there's a difference I was going to say, the are they not? The buttermilk tastes a little like more like butter. Oh. And the home style one is like eating a communion wafer. <laughs> It's like this is flavorless. Oh man! Wow, Proposal. that that's that's got such a distinct non-flavor flavor. <laughs> yep. Very well done. Yeah. Very well done. Perfect. Well, shall we get into our debate of the day? Yes. So we have Professor Messina supporting nonfiction. We have Jess and Jude collectively <laughs> against nonfiction. How shall we start? Who would like to open the arguments? Um, I want to start with a question. Please. Perfect. What kind of nonfiction do you read? Like, is it bibliographies, memoirs, self-help books, true crime? Oh, um, it's usually... It, I don't read too many biographies necessarily. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of um, like a lot of war pieces. I love Cold War, uh, like spy stories, um, anything having to do with, with kind of beating up the man. Anything that has to do with, like, you know, labor upheavals and, and things along those lines. That's what I usually go for. Okay. So you don't read self-help? No. Thank God. <laughs> no. Because I was all. like, I just needed to know. Because if you do read self-help, this was going to go a whole different way. Oh, Because I no. have a really... It's, I hate it's important to know that her mom reads self-help. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was... Okay. So I was... Okay. Let me be careful then in the way that I describe this i think that folks that usually tend to write self-help books are usually like hucksters and fraudsters and snake oil salesmen Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you know treat every day like it's you know the 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 first and last one you'll ever have it's like that's that you're not prolific with that at all um so sorry to your mother but that's just (laughs) how i feel yeah and it drives me crazy because she majored in english literature so she grew up reading fiction and well not really fantasy but only fiction and now she's like look at this nice self-help book i was she was reading it last night i came home from school and she was sitting on the couch and she was reading it's called eight habits of the heart and she's like it's really good and i was like stop put it away oh that sounds like (laughs) something my mother would definitely read (laughs) wow i can understand well for one thing i guess it reinforces that there is an audience for anything and everything so i think that's important to at least acknowledge some some of them i'm sure are written 
better than others. And if they have like a particular angle, like I know I've definitely caught like my father with one, like, you know, the, the, the 10 ways having more Christ in your life will make your life better. <laughs> like, okay, I think they wrote commandments and that was pretty much the 10 you needed, but okay, here's another 10. So it's like, all right, you know, good for you. At that point, can't you just read the Bible? Uh, like, uh, that's what it's there for? The, one would say that there's a lot of, you know, uh, conflicting <laughs> conflicting uh, uh, facts or, or points in that book that could get frustrating if mm. you really kind of analyze it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> this Do went down a dark turn. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get into We're religion. We're like right. debating whether or not the Bible is fact or fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Show's over. We get kicked off the air. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the episode when I'm on is when this happens, too. This will go well. We'll just blame it on you. That's like, fine. it wasn't us. It wasn't us. That's fine. I can, I can live with that. Well, June was telling me before, like, she was like, oh, well, I think I'd rather, like, watch things, some some nonfiction, than read it. And I was like, well, what self-help is, like, you can watch? Because I was like, I feel like the whole time it's just, like, YouTube videos that are, like, motivational just, speakers. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are they called? Affirmations? Affirmations. Oh, affirmations. You're beautiful. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe if it's, like, lumped in with, like, uh, like yoga, perhaps. If oh, it's... God. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I struck a chord. Wait, you're with... doing yoga next semester. I what am. do you mean, oh, God? It's just the people that are... It, it's, like, scary. It's like a cult. Oh, it can be. Yeah. It can be. I, I acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that's like, let's get into a room that's, you know, heated up to 120 degrees and oh, then go ahead and yoga. see if we could, you know, touch our toes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see the cult. Something seems wrong there. Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. Jesse, do you have something to say? I feel like you had something to say earlier. No. No? Okay. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm good. I'm I just said gonna motivational say speakers because I don't know who's putting yoga on and not doing yoga and just watching it for the affirmations. That's true. Mm. That is true. Like those TED Talks. That are like, how to be the best you. Oh, God. <laughs> Not listen to you. <laughs> Literally. Um, ne- moving on, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever read fiction? Oh, yeah. I, st- I absolutely. I try to read. I try to switch on and off. I usually try to go like one nonfiction, one fiction, one nonfiction, one fiction. But even my fiction is still deeply rooted in real life in in a real event that transpired well you had brought up like like historical fiction yeah <clears throat> yes i will say yes in that like that's definitely what i like gravitated to at least as a kid and i think that's what kind of reaffirmed you know why i enjoy nonfiction so much more now i wouldn't even say against uh, uh historical fiction but again now it's a lot of I've become a middle-aged man. Like, I, I love spy thrillers more than anything else. Like, I love when there's always this reference to, like, you know, uh, Nikita Khrushchev in the former USSR has unleashed some sort of, I don't know, uh, bio-warfare, and there's only one man at the State Department who can bring down. <laughs> so now he's got to go to Marrakesh and, and, you know, take down these Russian spies. I'm like, yes, yes. That doesn't get repetitive. I was, um, exactly. Well, well, lot, honestly, a, okay. A lot of fantasy gets repetitive, too. Yeah, does it... If it's... It depends on the author. 
I will say that much. Like there have been a couple of authors that I've read where I'm like, ooh, this is like super trite and super played out. You know, this entire approach of like, oh, you know, my 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 I'm estranged from my child and my wife is dead and I'm just brooding and I'm trying to figure out like, you know, where I am in the world. Um so that one gets a little tiresome. My favorite author of those types of books those is uh Robert Ludlum. He did the the Born supremacy and all of those uh series and he has such a rich rich vocabulary like he it could almost be pretentious um but i think that based on the way that he manages to describe his scenes and kind of set things up where i'm like okay i've been in the countryside of france out running you know uh, uh an underground you know nazi regime in the past sure but not necessarily described in this sort of way and in this manner um which makes it engaging again for me interesting because for me it's like uh, no yeah okay (laughs) in one ear out the other (laughs) i feel like i'm nailing these two i feel like i'm really you guys gotta pick it up knocking it out of the park yeah i just feel like for me i prefer fiction because and fantasy really because i feel like I can imagine myself with the characters or as one of the characters better. Like, I just want to escape reality and go into this fictional world where, like, doesn't reality, like, don't you get sick of reality sometimes? You just want to go into a fictional world? uh, Not entirely, no. (laughs) What? I mean, I think I liked. Yeah, I, I want to hear what uh, I want to hear. I was <laughs> yes, going to say, Jasper, you were like ramping up before I, I ramble on. Oh, now I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. He said he doesn't want to escape. Mm, go. Oh, I was going to say, you have like the rest of your life is so together and wonderful that like nothing sucks <laughs> and you want to get away a little. Well, <laughs> I, I find that for nonfiction, for myself, I can get away and I can go to a, a, a time and a place that... Um, I will never be able to go and experience. So in a lot of ways, I think that when I read some of these like nonfiction historical pieces, it's just as much a fantasy to me, like a, a time when, you know, serfs and, and monarchies existed um, in, in. So it's, it's adjacent where like, sure, we've got governments, you know, and, and regimes nowadays but you know we didn't have like fiefdoms and i can never imagine what it's like to have to you know bow down to my lord and my lady you know but um, like you never want to imagine yourself on a dragon no I, I, to <laughs> no. be honest with you out of all of the fiction that exists i think i i reject fantasy probably the most Oof. You just hurt you yeah, I'm, entirely. I'm so now sorry. Now fight. <laughs> <laughs> last, <laughs> last week's episode was all about fantasy. I didn't even get a chance. It's, I'm joking. Never mind. <laughs> no, yeah. Jude was very upset last week. We <laughs> barely talked it. about fantasy. And she was probably so ready for that episode. And then Jess and I were just going off mostly about demon babies. Uh, <laughs> Legitimate? No, no Megan Halloween has a collection of demon yeah. babies. Okay, don't say it like that. You have a collection. Yeah, but he doesn't know what that is, so it makes it sound like I'm hoarding children right. in my okay, basement. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going that way, but now that you've mentioned that, consider Nobody my interest peaks, I guess. Jess is like, calm down. This is like normal for us, though. So it's like, it's just because he's here, we're scared. Oh, don't be. Spirit Halloween sells these things 
like they're called zombie babies and they're just like these baby like statues i guess it's they're like, like a baby doll yeah kind of like a baby doll okay that's like kind of like decorated like a monster like some of them oh. have like fangs some of them have spiders crawling around them are these like uh like actual um, uh, um i'm not sure are you familiar with like garbage pail kids Oh, yeah, kind of. Are they kind of like garbage pail kids? Yeah. Okay. Less, like, goofy, though, and more just... Sinister. Yeah. Like, if you had, like, a Cabbage Patch doll, but, like, reburied it and waited for it to kind of, like, come back yeah. as a zombie? Okay. I have a picture of an example. Is that the one Jess has? Ooh, I almost swore. That is that is <laughs> Wait, a horrifying one? sight. Oh, that's not it. That's Why? not it. Oh, my it's God. That's the that stuff that... Love that looks no, so nightmares much are made of. I'm gonna find the actual like spirit Halloween ones because I I feel like I don't know how to describe it because it's not like a dog. <laughs> it's oh, closer no. to that. Yeah. Oh, That's no. not one of them, right. but it's closer to that. Okay. Yeah. You do not strike. <laughs> Maybe you do. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say I can't see you owning those or having a collection, <laughs> but maybe I can. Maybe yeah. I can. You know, I sit she... in the back of the class. You don't know what I have going on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the number she has. She has too many for like, oh, you want to have one, two. Don't you have like four or five? Mm, yeah. I have like five. I think five is a healthy number. Yeah. They don't stay out all year. Uh, they're just, right now they are out all year because we don't have a place for them. Okay. They're just sitting in the corner. But in the corner of all places, you put them in the I, corner. I turned them around. They were facing forward, <laughs> but I think my boyfriend was over, and he was like, I don't like those, so I had to turn them around for him. Okay. Yeah. So but tell, tell everyone where you keep them in the little carrying case. <laughs> yeah. so, got a carrying you case. You know how Spirit Halloween has all their displays, like mm-hmm. the weird cardboard boxes and stuff? Oh, yes. Yeah. So at the end of the season, they're trying to get rid of everything. So my mom went in looking for Christmas presents for me. And she was like, mm. can I get the box? And she put all the babies that she gave me for Christmas in the box. And it says live animals this on the side. This is fascinating. <laughs> this is, I need to, I need to like wake up and, and be listening more often. I feel like there's a whole subculture I am completely unaware of. <laughs> we got me with the demon babies, Jew with ketchup on pizza. Ketchup on everything, really. True. Mm. Should we, yeah. <laughs> We're switching the debate. We're turning into like our weird habits. I feel like I'm winning so far, so that's fine. <laughs> I feel, I feel like you're the normal one. No, Jude, when I, okay, because I went back and I listened to all the episodes. Yeah. And Jude was the most, like, let's stay on track, guys. <laughs> and then I would just rant about whatever. Like, last week I went on a tangent about how my mom won't let me eat dinosaur chicken nuggets anymore because I'm an adult. <laughs> Why are we still depending on our mother to go ahead and buy it for us? Why don't we just go and buy it for ourselves? Because I still live at home. <laughs> <laughs> So you can are you are you not allowed to utilize the freezer? No. Okay. She well, can't cook herself. On. Now that we've <laughs> struck another strange chord. Just starts crying. Yeah. Ju two Jude's dad makes her breakfast. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I live here. What the heck? I'm on campus. I have no choice. Yeah, she's the most adult one. She's the oldest. So the, I, she yeah, is the oldest. That is, and that's crazy to that me. That is. <laughs> I don't Wait. think there's anything wrong with that either. I am. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with any of this. So well, I think that your father should make breakfast when he wants to. I think that your mother, mm, okay, she should probably just let you have what you want. We're calling out our parents right now. You guys better be listening. Yeah, I can tell you my parents aren't listening, so I can say whatever I want as well. I live on my own. I'm an adult. I've been I Venmoed my mother the, the, the easy pass bill. She's good. We have a very adult relationship as well. Through Venmo. Through Venmo. I had to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I usually just get like passive-aggressive notes. Otherwise, if I don't pay it, 
Oh, what oh, I'm supposed to? Good. My father had an alarm set as a sidebar. We're, we're all to dinner for my mother and my sister have the same birthday. So we're out to dinner. And all of a sudden, my father's phone starts going off, you know, with the alarm. And just goes, oh, that's the alarm. Uh, seems like it's uh, time that you pay your Easy Pass bill. <laughs> I go, we're out to dinner right now. This is You set an alarm specifically for this whole setup? I was like, what's the matter with you? You're a grown man. Just ask me for the bill, I, and I'll pay it. You set an alarm? So now I just Venmo it directly to them, but with fun facts about Newark. <laughs> uh, International Airport or uh, the Garden State Parkway. Like in the like little description where it says what what this money's for. Yep. You write the descri- You write fun facts. I write fun facts. <laughs> like about, what? Uh, so how? Um, for example, the most recent one was that Newark was the first airport in the United States to have a paved airstrip. What wow. was it for? They just had like uh, they were airfields, oh. so you would just land in in fields. In grass. Yep. I've, that feels unsafe. It, it probably was. <laughs> yeah. Flying back then, I think, was pretty unsafe. True. But yeah, the first one to have a uh, a paved runway. Wow. See? Fun wow. fact. Go Newark. Go Newark. <laughs> yeah. So lovely there. It's beautiful. <laughs> Everyone should move. Everyone. I think so. It's a lovely place. <laughs> Jess has an obsession with, because we're talking about airports, she has an obsession with the Munich airport. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went to Sicily in September, yeah. and we had a layover in the Munich airport, and the Munich airport was the nicest airport I've ever been to. It was clean. It was organized. Why well, don't I feel like I had a connection there, too, and I don't remember for some reason. It was so nice. It's big. There's uh, like a million places to eat. I just like the fact that whenever you go overseas, wow, this show has really come off the rails. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> That's our thing. Week. I just love that when you go overseas, and this doesn't apply to any of you, but they have indoor smoking areas oh, yes. to where you can just walk into like a box and smoke, and it's lovely. I don't have to go outside. I don't have to worry about going through security again. Sponsored by Camel. Camel. Yep. All over the place. Yep. Everything's sponsored by Camel. I think Egypt has that, too, because like... Almost everybody in Egypt smokes cigarettes, so they have to have a spot for them. Oh, yeah. I think Europe it's lovely. Too, yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I think that's just like a foreign thing, because when we get foreigners over the summer to work um, in LBI, and they're always like, can I go take my smoke break? I'm oh, like, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. They're working with like 13-year-olds who like don't even know what a <laughs> cigarette is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yet they still somehow manage to outlive us. So <laughs> yeah. that's, that's always fun. Yeah. But then also one of them was telling me, because I worked at Pliables this summer, she was telling me that uh, like she has a garden and she knows how to like how vegetables work and everything because we had like vegetables for juice. And she was like, yeah, this one's good. That one's not good. I was like, so they just all, it's normal for them to have their own gardens and like grow their own food. Oh, yeah. I'm like, mm. You see, all of these things can be found in any nonfiction book that you pick <laughs> up at any one point in time. Can it really? Absolutely. <laughs> they talk about gardens? Yeah, a gardening book would definitely classify oh, as nonfiction. <laughs> Again, I was thinking about your war books still. Oh yeah, Victory Gardens. What? what? Victory Gardens were proposed uh, to be grown in people's, you know, homes on their homesteads during World War II, in order to go ahead and save on food supplies that were going to soldiers overseas. So it was something that was initiated by Eleanor Roosevelt when she was in the White House. Boom. <laughs> Well, you can also learn about that from any of the American Girl Doll books. <laughs> Touche. Those are good. You, they Megan can't have... read. <laughs> oh. I like picture books. <laughs> wow. That was kind of mean. She said it last week. 
Oh. <laughs> we were trying to come up with a name, like if we were to rename our show, and we're like illiterate girls, illiterate ladies. <laughs> Ooh, that actually sounds kind of nice. But no, that's <laughs> no. She can read. Megan can read. No, I, 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 I know she can. I've, I've assigned things for her to read in the past, and she's read them I've made as it far as far. I know. Yeah, there you go. Hey, listen. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> it's like I actually can't read. I just type everything to Google, do word to text, ah, speech to text. Yeah, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Why not? Right. There you go, guys. Don't even read anymore. <laughs> don't learn to read. This message brought to you by <laughs> Books for Breakfast. <laughs> books. They're what you should eat for breakfast. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> Shall we get back to okay, the, wait, the wait, outline? Wait, I want to talk about the American Girl doll books again. Oh, okay, okay. Ahead. They're good. So they used to sell the mini dolls. Does anyone Have you ever yes, seen those? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And it would come with a mini book. So I remember instead of reading the big book like I had, I would read the mini book. Like... <laughs> <laughs> In my bed at night, I'm like, flip, oh. flip. It's like two words on a page because it's so small. So how often do you have to go and get your eyes checked at this I point? I do have glasses. Yeah. yeah. Got yep. contacts You in. do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did Learn I something not? new? Fake friend. <laughs> what are you looking at me? Did I know do that? You, I can see the contacts Can you see the contacts right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't. I didn't Wait, know you could tell when you could You can see them do. from that far away? No. Yeah. I was sitting oh. next to you the other day, and I was like, oh. those are contacts in I never knew you could tell. I yeah. never knew right you now? could see. Yeah, I can tell. You see? I just learned something new. Jude I never I never knew that you could like see when someone has contacts in. Jude mm-hmm. never gazes into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. See, I'm sorry I was mean to you. Thank you, Jess. Because secretly I've I've actually been in love with you this whole time. <laughs> Play the spooky Halloween music again. That was fun. Oh, should I no, no, no. no. Uh-huh. no. <laughs> <laughs> that actually terrified you last time. Oh. We had a nightmare. She played them on her phone and quite literally held her yeah. phone to the mic and would just keep... Oh, God. Because I was like, sitting over there, so I didn't have her. access of the board. Oh, So okay. I was like, no, we're going to play it. And I just played it into the mic. So, yeah, it's a fun time. Clearly. <laughs> and we rarely stay on topic. Yeah. yeah. As you can tell. Any good book club, I assume, has to, you know, jump around every once in a while from piece to piece. I think a lot of book clubs are like, okay, chapter two is great. Anyway, what's your sister doing? Oh, that's 100% <laughs> what it is. I assume so. Yeah. I've never been part of a book club. so. Jude had a book club. I did have a book club. Um, I had two book clubs. I had one for when I used to work at Barnes & Noble. I was in charge of the young adult book club. And then in Egypt, my friends and I had a book club. Oh. It w- and I should say friend because it was just me and her because nobody else wanted to read with us. <laughs> You know, I I still ad- I admire it. My family tried to. My cousin had texted the whole family a while ago and was like, "Hey, like, I think it'd be really interesting if the family had a uh, a book club amongst us." And we were like, "All right, sure. Like, what a great idea!" And it lasted, I believe, one round of books. At before. least you had a round. Yeah, well, like half around. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I think my dad, if we would do a family book club, my dad would be like, come sit next to me and read it out loud so he wouldn't actually have to read it. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. You see, my dad was honest, and I believe he responded with no <laughs> and didn't didn't want to be a part of it at all. Actually, now I think about it, my dad also reads nonfiction books. Huh. Oh, no. I hope I don't go down that path when I grow up. I <laughs> don't your mean mom to be. was self-help, your dad with nonfiction, Jude. She's but my dad's more room. like you, actually, with the war and the spy Oh, stuff. yeah, like, yeah. I, I love that. I love it. It's because it's like a thing. It's like a male thing. <laughs> I mean, like, a, a, like a dad thing. They're all, like, I'm they're sorry. all, <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> war. You know that I don't know. <laughs> it's like war 
and it's it's always World War II. I've learned, I think, enough about World War II at this point in my life to where I try to read mostly, or or I shouldn't say mostly, I do a lot more um, foreign and, and, like, global history now. I'm, like, fascinated with, I mean, everything that's happening, uh, you know, in Eastern Europe, knew about it years ago. Like, I could have told you everything that was going to happen years ago because that jump from international espionage and, 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 you know, in my nonfiction, and I became fascinated then with this. I was like, so why did we have so much, like, you know, um, spying going on uh, over there? And that's when I had le- oh, I learned all about Putin years and years and years ago, um, all about Crimea years and years and years ago, and all about, oh, I loved all that stuff. But I, I, I enjoy some non again i guess some fiction is good i am big into dystopian um books as well i do like slightly in the future societies have crumbled and now we're picking back up again i i think i need to go on vacation um (laughs) but like you wouldn't oh sorry wait what's that one book that we all had to read like in middle school that about the dystopian future and it's like uh, oh not ender's game no the giver what is that what it's called did you guys have uh, oh, that? Oh, 1984. With like, oh, Animal Farm. Animal, Animal Farm. No, The Giver. Well, they're, they're both by I George think, Orwell. Right. Right? Is it called The Giver? It might be. And then there is, again, then there is 1984. That's where war is peace, mm-hmm. slavery is freedom. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. It says, a young American adult dystopian novel written by Lewis Lowry, set in a society with at first appears to be utopian, but is revealed to be dystopian as the story progresses. That's all they say about That's it. That's the giver? Is that what you said? Yeah. I just remember one scene talking about in class. It was literally in middle school about they brought a baby like into this like room yes. and like, killed it. Yes, 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 yes. And I yes. was like, that's the only part of the book that stuck with me. I don't know what the rest of it is about. I just remember that part. I do remember that one. I always get... I always get the giver and the giving tree confused with one another, yes. and I'm like... The classic children's literature <laughs> where they kill the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. But would you ever read, um, like, romance fiction? Just because? Uh, no. You're asking a man if you read romance? No, I, th- I mean, I don't think I... I, I mean, you if never it, know. To I be mean, honest, you can't, like, be, like... What's the word? Stereotypical. There we Prejudice, go. Prejudice. Judgmental. All of those. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we, we have to like we have to be fair, you know. All genders. All. Is it like a like a like a Nora Roberts? Because I'm not gonna like read any of, of those books. I don't know. There's something about. Did you just say Nora Roberts? Yeah. <gasps> I uh, you have have a... a very distant connection to her. Do you really? My boyfriend's sister's roommate. Grandma is Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts. <laughs> no, she's just Nora Roberts. <laughs> Nora Roberts. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I learned that recently. Interesting. Still not going to read her books. No. But, or mm. Barbara Cartland. Um, oh, Barbara Cartland, like, wrote all of those. Anything that's got, like, Fabio on the front, oh. like, oh, yes. throwing, yeah. oh, you know, someone into, like, a, you know, a pile of hay. Like, probably not going to read that at all. What um, about, like, modern romance? <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. I think it would. De- I think it would really depend on maybe the the rest of the place, or the, the 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 setting, perhaps of the book. I I think I get very upset with this idea, this repetitive trope of 
I'm alone. I need to find someone and and kind of stumble through. Like to me, that's also just not like a, a again like a real representation mm-hmm. of romance and or, or love or anything like that at all. Um, so perhaps the right one if it was presented to me. But like it's not always like that because like I don't think I don't remember the last time I read a book where it was like. I'm alone and I want it. It's usually the world. What I really had to, had for is um enemies to lovers, and that's also Jess's favorite. When they don't like each other at first, but they're like reluctantly thrown together, and it's like, oh well, we have to save the world now. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can like get, I can jive on those. Because the tension yeah. is just so. Yeah. Well, that'll always be in some of my spy novels. That, that'll yeah, always be present. I was just gonna ask, yeah. like, does the, do the spy novels have like some romance <laughs> undertones? Some of them do, and it's funny because so, like I said, my my favorite. Uh, author is Ludlum and, and Ludlum really a lot of his books were kind of written over the course of I'm going to say from the mid to late 70s up through um, at least into the 90s and 2000s and the way that I don't know are you familiar I'm sure with like the subreddit of like men writing women like, yes oh, oh that's another okay Jess has soon. a whole yeah. show about that <laughs> so he's got some real men writing women moments in some of the earlier books where all of a sudden it's like wait a second how did this turn into you know now we're in like the middle of a harem like how did this happen exactly um some of them are better where they will present so some of his like later um books he's co-writes with uh, a female author and you can tell where she contributes and and that's like definitely more of her forte like he definitely like was like all right this is what's gonna happen and my guess is that she probably read it and said like no bob that's not <laughs> what's gonna happen um so usually the, it'll be presented some of the later ones where our hero is usually teamed up with um equally at least what i deem to be like an equally powerful and equally competent um usually like female counterpart and that's where we'll see that kind of like will they won't they dynamics start to evolve and i I do appreciate that much more than just kind of you know damsel in distress (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and you know really just there with again gratuitous descriptions of her body where i'm like you can you can be a little bit more nuanced in <laughs> describing this, but again, when I think about it, and I look at like the copyright of like 1983, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you're still writing for men in 1983. <laughs> I get it. Um, so yeah, so I, I think I could get behind some of these. What is it called exactly? The style where they're enemies to lovers. Yeah. Oh, enemies to lovers. Oh yeah, that I could. That There's I could a lot t- of tropes. Enemies to lovers, friends to lovers, a one bed trope, which is we our favorite. We did a favorite. whole episode on it last semester. What is this? Where there's only there's they're like, okay, so they've reluctantly been thrown together. Right. <laughs> this could probably be in a spy novel too. But yeah. it's probably usually in fantasy or yeah. fiction. Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, we have to stay somewhere for the night. And the, the hotel room only has one bed, so we have to make the pillow wall oh in the middle. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but ready? But that's in fiction. In fantasy, they're in, like, some sort of um, inn, and it's really cold. In, wait, hold, hold an inn? <laughs> in an fantasy. Inn. It's fantasy. It's yeah. fantasy. Well, it's... Yeah, but they just couldn't come the with, like, a castle. <laughs> they're like, no, stand no, in. No, because no, they've, be an they've inn. been traveling, Absolutely. Megan. They've been traveling, and they're tired, like, and they're in the forest. So they find an inn. They go into the inn. The, and there's only one room left. Exactly. The inn owner's <laughs> like, there's only one room. There's only one bed. And it's really cold. So, and they, like, 
they're sleeping on opposite sides of the bed, but then when they wake up, they're like a little closer, his arms around her, stuff like that. Oh, <laughs> they wake up, they're like, God. ew! <laughs> and exactly, and Megan adjusts him, he's like, oh, yes, this is what we wanted. God. <laughs> he loves it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the Kingston, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 milady. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, you worry. (laughs) So do you watch spy movies, too? I go to every single James Bond movie. Ah. And I go by myself or with my one friend. um, (laughs) And no one is allowed to speak to me for those (laughs) roughly three hours. Okay. In fact, the last Bond movie that had come out... My partner and I had gone to the movies and we went to go see separate movies because I'm not into the Marvel universe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's all about it. Me, I was like, the new Bond is here. I was like, I, we looked, the movies each started roughly five minutes apart and had almost the exact same runtime. Could not have been a better <laughs> movie experience <laughs> for either one of us. It was wonderful. Wow. I, I yeah love James Bond, love the Bourne series. Oh, so good, so good. Do you like all the different actors they've had? Yeah, that was my next question. Of the Sorry. Bond? No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, you know, it's it's a bit controversial at times, but like I happen to really like Daniel Craig uh, as as Bond. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see who they go with next. Um. In certain regards, it looks like they might be setting up for, like, either a female Bond or a Bond of color, which I think would be kind of interesting to see. Absolutely. Because um, they did have a temporary, you know, spoiler alert if anybody cares, um, they did have a female, like, 007 for a period in the last film, um, which I thought was a kind of a nice little, like, hint potentially what's coming but sean connery is always going to be the best james bond <laughs> that there ever was is hands it, down is it sad that i've never watched a single james bond movie well it's been lovely having <laughs> books for breakfast with you neither have i oh my god jess what about you i think maybe i've seen one but like a while ago oh my god the number of fcc complaints i'm gonna put in <laughs> oh, no, is no. ridiculous it's a good really? thing we're not in his class anymore i know I, right the fcc is american <laughs> well, you, I mean, she means like you would have failed us oh yeah. absolutely oh in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah, no. in a heartbeat You've never seen any of the Bond movies? No. I haven't seen a lot of things, though. That's my defense. She just watched Star Wars over the yeah. summer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yep. <laughs> yeah, but the first Bond still came out roughly 17 years before the first Star Wars. Okay. The only things, like, known that I've seen are all the Star Wars now and all the Marvels, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to... There are some really, really good... Really strong, solid bonds that are out there. Good soundtracks all the time. Their villains are wonderful. There's always some incredible uh, uh, weapon that comes about. They all drive amazing cars. But they always get destroyed. The cars, right? Yeah, but they always <laughs> manage to make their they always manage to to make their way back again. Yeah. My favorite bond. There's a there's a period where a one of the spies, um, Russian spies, she's disguised as a uh, as a maid, and she tries to go ahead and you know tussle with Bond, and she actually has a a, a blade 
in her shoe that comes out the toe of her shoe. So she's actively just kicking at him the whole time. <laughs> oh, it, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Highly recommend. Did you watch um, the Kingsman movies? That was like spy espionage. Oh, too. you know, I watched it because I believe they made two. I remember the first one. I think there's three. Is there three? Yeah. So I'm a little behind then. But no, but I, I liked those quite a bit. Yeah, I liked yeah, those. Those are all good. Yeah, anything like that. Love a good spy. <laughs> Love it. Mission Impossible doesn't count as spy. I don't like Tom Cruise at all. <laughs> really? What about Spy Kids? <laughs> <laughs> One of the most interesting roles I've ever seen uh, Antonio Banderas in. <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you think people ever go up to him and they're like, I loved you in Spy Kids? <laughs> I, I, I bet that they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those are probably, I'm speculating, those are probably the interactions I think like he enjoys the most. Or I think some of those actors do enjoy like, wow, that's kind of cool that you know me from this children's or this kids movie that I had done. And that's, you know what sticks in your brain um so years ago i had met the you're all familiar with lion king i assume mm-hmm. yes so the um the actor who had done pumbaa's voice um he was in he was in a broadway show when we were in high school um so we had met him after the show and everybody had um, kind of like walked up to him. And they were like, oh, you know, I remember from when he was from, you know, oh, from Lion King. And I was like, no, you were Mr. Karosi on Saved by the Bell, which and he was like, yeah, I was. I was like, yeah, that's what I know you from. I was like, you you were, you know, because that was Leah Remini's first role was on Saved by the Bell. So Mr. Karosi was her father. And he was like, how do you even know that? And I was like, because I was a sad kid that watched reruns of <laughs> Saved by the Bell every morning. And I was like, we're cool. We're, we're, we're the ones that are good friends now. Nobody, nobody else here is. Don't just, ask me his name, but. <laughs> I remember one time I used to work at an amusement park. And there was some, we get like every now and then some like famous people. But like maybe B or C list. And one time someone comes in and my supervisor comes over. And she's like, the guy from the Dr. Pepper commercials is here. <laughs> Little Pepper, like the little guy. I don't know what that is. You haven't seen those? It's like just like this little man who like dresses up in like rock, like out like a rock music yeah. outfit, and he just comes out and he sings like whatever, and then he like promotes Dr Pepper, and she's like he's the, the little guy in Dr Pepper commercials. I'm like, why do you know that? That's hilarious. Yeah. That's who they pointed out to you. <laughs> Wonderful. I was like, I I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. How would huh. you recognize him? Like, and then she said he was like in another movie too that like no one had seen before except oh. her. So she was like, I know him from that too. So I, oh, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like a celebrity? Do I? Yeah. I mean, maybe in certain. Honestly, times, in certain you should places. because this entire department like speaks very highly of you. <laughs> I think like uh, yeah. I mean, the celebrity. I, I don't know. Well, because if you're out and like I, a student sees you, it's like, oh, Professor Mazzia. <laughs> Sometimes it hasn't. I haven't seen nearly as many students out in in the real world, if mm. you will. Um, so sometimes it depends. Like you know, I enjoy I enjoy what I do. So the fact that folks are like excited if they see me, I'm like, all right, cool. That means I'm hopefully doing something right, and it's reciprocated. One day everyone will know my name. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I, I, I guess so. You know, I like being known. What I do appreciate, I'll put it to you this way: I do appreciate when I meet fa- other faculty members who might not be familiar with me until someone's like, "Oh, he does the names." at graduation and then people are like oh my god yeah of course i know who you are and i'm like that's right you do you do the names at graduation i do like you're you gonna read our names yeah <gasps> yeah i read jess's I name i forgot that they didn't graduate i was like you weren't there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read jess's oh name oh my in fact. god yeah, yes no. jess didn't you and record that... something before for him for graduation the video the graduation video oh that's right that's right you did the voiceover for yes. that that's correct wow i'm a local celebrity <laughs> No, but the graduation one was great because I was like, oh, who's going to read my name? The last name is like not – it's not difficult to pronounce. It's like two syllables. And then when it came over perfectly, I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> that's because I now, especially if it's – you know, usually I'm given a list ahead of time. And when you've done – you know, when you've been in this industry, you know, when you kind of have done what I do for a period of time – you can't stress over like reading names it's a you know you have to treat it like a rip and read it's live we're gonna do it however it comes out it comes out i just must say it with confidence and we'll move on however when it comes to students in the department students that i've had i've made a point to make sure i'm pronouncing it correctly because one of the most mortifying moments i have ever had was with a student uh, who was in three of my classes. She was in my talk radio class, you know, and I absolutely butchered her last name during graduation. And I watched as like the color like ran out of her face in me butchering it. And I've always felt so bad about it to this day that now, uh, this is at least five years ago, I'm going to say, that now uh, one of her, one of the folks that was in her cohort who now works with her is uh, taking some classes here. And we were talking about that individual and I was like, I'm still so embarrassed. And the response was, that is still the most embarrassing moment of her life, is what she <gasps> says is when you, oh, no. when, remember oh, that time God. Miss Cena completely mispronounced your name during graduation i was like oh my god that's that's terrible i yep it's one of the most embarrassing and like regretful moments that i just absolutely horrifically butchered her name practice our names right now (laughs) do you know our last no he's like i've seen it (laughs) megan's with an m Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> Don't mean to write them for you. He doesn't even know our names. <laughs> Megan's with an M. Oh, why can't I think of it? I know that Jess is Wisniak, 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 Wislak, Wislak. I'm changing it now. <laughs> Gives it's, him a desert. It's Wazak. Why Wazak? Did I say He's that like, properly? He's like, did I not say that? <laughs> no. I said it no. properly at graduation. At graduation. No? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Let's see. I see, feel like you're typing them out for me. I am. She is. Okay. So I've got I'm not gonna type. Should I type yours as well? Well, she repeatedly misspells my last name. Oh, wow. That is true. Yeah. Fake friends. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of... Never mind. It's, <laughs> here you go. Let's see. Let's see. 
Megan Moritz. Yes, perfect. And Judaraki. Yes. She's like, <laughs> you can t- it, now's the time to speak up and say if it's... It's Iraqi. Like, it, like it's not a Iraqi. 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 Yeah. Iraqi. Yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. That was good because people always say my last name like Moritz. Like they emphasize the first part and I always say Moritz. Oh, Moritz. So you said it. Yeah. 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 Then that's... Well, it's funny because what I run into as being the issue is that sometimes they'll tell folks to write their name out phonetically Mm -hmm. on the card. If you're not taught phonetics, a lot of times I have, again, like mispronounced very simple last names because they they will write it out in that sort of phonetic way. And I'm like, oh, my God, no, these phonetics are are terribly done. Like, (laughs) don't do that at all to me. Um, I'm so learning so, how to do that right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, 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 please. Like, that's that's helpful. Like, you would write down M-O-R-E-I-T-Z, Moritz. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, that's easy. People would not do it, you know, for, you know, Wazak. They might put down, like, W-A-H-Z-I-C-K. I'd be like, Wazak? Yeah. And they'll be like... <laughs> Oh, you said it wrong. I'd be like, well, you didn't write it well. <laughs> you like, wrote it you wrong. You wrote it incorrectly. Yeah. Um, so then I feel like a bad person. Where, where were we? I feel like I just blacked out. What happened? <laughs> How did we get here? Uh, well, it's not 52. So should we have our closing arguments? You guys, you guys really dropped the ball today. He just completely <laughs> <laughs> was like, no, this is right. And you're like, yeah, I see that. Well, because <laughs> while he was talking, I was kind of in my head. I was like, I guess it's not that different. <laughs> no, it's... Um, it's still it, different it's, to me. <laughs> it's still different to me just because it feels like, it feels, nonfiction just feels too real. Like, I don't get that form of escapism still. Like, I just, I want to imagine myself as a main character. Well, I guess because I read mostly fantasy, so it's easier for me to, like, imagine myself as the princess or as the warrior fighting the evil um, sorceress. Well, M- may I point you in the direction of Joan of Arc? Sure. <laughs> Jeanne d'Arc she's, she is just that she's a real person she fought in wars she led battles and then you know as we all know burned at the but, stake but like, there's no magic <laughs> Fun. Yeah, I want magic ending. I want magic fire the, um, using there's elements fire. of burning at the stake <laughs> flying she I like it when the, ma- when the male character has wings <laughs> Don't, <laughs> what? Don't forget, Joan of Arc claims that she was guided by God, that she had visions from God and angels that sent her into the uh, into the line of... I'm not going to push Joan of Arc <laughs> on you. I think it's important that, you know, no matter what, that folks are actively reading. Right. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. like I'm usually quite devastated when I find out that people don't read at all. He looks right at me. <laughs> that people can't read. <laughs> you at least read one book a year. That's no. <laughs> Just straight up no. You read right. Metamorphosis. Oh, okay. Well, that's because I had to. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. 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 yeah Franz Kafka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What fun a fact fun about him. Did you know that his <laughs> his dying wish was for that his best friend to burn all of his writing? Yeah. But his best friend read it all, and he was like, "This is really good. I'm going to publish it." 
And so, when I read that, I was like, you should have burned it. Oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah. right? His dying wish was to burn his writing. Oh, that actually makes, like, that puts me in a real rock and a hard place. But I, I agree. Like, you should have burned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just. Maybe don't publish it. Or maybe it. don't yeah. publish it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good way to go ahead and start to, you know, be haunted by that person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And a man that wrote what he did, you know, Franz Kafka had some very bizarre writing. Yes, I wouldn't want to be haunted he by somebody. He had some like, issues. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We went over in class. He had daddy issues. That's what we came to the conclusion <laughs> with. Really? Yeah. Was that the like everything, like the dad is like being so mean to him and everything. So. Oh. That's what we figured out in class. You see, I read it in high school, so I figured like we probably didn't have that part of the conversation <laughs> entirely. You're like, ooh, not yet. No, yeah. They'll, they'll have us go ahead and read all of you know Oedipus Rex, but God forbid yeah. we talk about you know Franz Kafka's daddy issues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, well, what are, what are the other issues besides daddy and mommy issues? Like, everything, I feel like everything I read is, like, just that. Not Even now. Sanity? Yeah. Wait, you mean, like, just in general or for Like, everyone's him? problem just stems oh. from their parents. Yeah. yeah that's very or Freudian. Or, like, a traumatizing, like, relationship, maybe? With their parents. With their parents. <laughs> yeah, usually it's with their parents. Yeah. We made a we made a joke, my, my sister and I, at one point. I turned around to my parents, and we were like, oh, we're going to need therapy after this. And my mother was like, why would you bother? I'll just tell you. It's our fault. They're just going to tell you that it's our fault. We're like, oh, okay. Maybe we should still probably get to the bottom of certain things. Seems like you just got free therapy. I think so. Yeah. From the person, uh, again, who should be the topic of conversation, usually in that session. I don't mean that she should be the... Oh, God. I feel like I've backed myself into a corner. I feel like that's more traumatic is like... Her just being like, yeah, we're the problem. I'm like, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, it was more of one of those things of like, Ugh, no matter what the issue may or may not be, they're just going to blame it on us. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well. A little victimizing there. Do you have yeah. a closing statement? Do I? Um, I just had like my favorite, um, I guess, benefit of reading fiction or fantasy is when they have like multiple POVs, multiple perspectives for the characters. And because I feel like if I just read, and I this has happened in a bunch of books, if I just read the one perspective, I will only agree and think of that one character and I won't like really try, understand what other people are saying. But if I read um, the multiple perspectives, I feel like it can help me um, understand people in general more and like be more open to different opinions because i'm like i see where you're coming from because i've like seen how it has evolved and developed in a book okay i will yes i won <laughs> well, well well maybe Show's over. Um, Done. <laughs> i can see that as a potential however all of the characters and all the words are coming from a single individual at the end of the day darn it so <laughs> however you know with that said, you know, I will agree with the fact that when I do read on some of these, more often than not, when it's about uh, a nonfiction about a person in particular, I do try to seek out a couple of different, uh, like, writings, mm-hmm. especially if it's a particularly glowing account of someone's life. Like, I don't believe that I believe that we're human beings. We're, right. We are flawed. So for me to go ahead and read a uh, a biography, let's say, on like Walt Disney, and for someone not to mention the fact that you know he had some really questionable ideologies, I would say that is an inaccurate 
biography. That is that is a, a, a whitewashed um, version of his history. Um, so I understand that. Yeah, there is that definitely that possibility of like falling into, um, you know, a, a misconception of an individual. And I think that's why I do like to read about controversial people. Like I, I've. I know we're coming up on the end here, but I read uh, again about the rise of like, you know, the, the Christian right as a voting block. And I was fascinated, like, because I found that I was getting, you know, the earnest description of how these folks came about. But then at the same time, it was still, you know, critical of their perspectives and what was happening. So I agree. You know, you got to have at least multiple viewpoints. I'm so sorry. Why are you apologizing? Because it's 9.59. It's okay. I think we should leave, each give one recommendation to each other. So you give them a fiction and you give nonfiction. Um, Do you guys have any? Quick. <laughs> uh, well, we didn't even touch my topic of fiction was, because Jude reads fantasy, but I like psychological thrillers. Oh, we should come back. <laughs> Part because two. Yeah. I, okay. I'm like more of a fan of those. Cause I'll it's email you right now. Just <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's like just enough of a, like not normal life that mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, interesting. So I read um, Good Neighbors by Sarah Langan. Oh, that sounds familiar. And that was very good. Okay. All right. Just like anything that has drama. Yeah, that well. Yeah. Well, she's uh, she's doing like like war and magic, and I'm like the the wife and the husband are like separated, and she killed him, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> that I can get it. I can I can get down on yeah. that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I can't give a recommendation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's all the weird, hard to pronounce names and the weird maps and locations and magic of some sort. Uh, all right, and the, the, I guess my recommendation uh, would be right now uh, just finished up. I believe it's called uh, Broken Down and Beaten Up, uh, the story of, again, workers' rights in the United States. And it's a really interesting, again, kind of juxtaposition between where we're at now as a labor force, um, looking at where we were and how we got to, you know, both points, the high highs and the low lows. So as folks that are going to be graduating, graduated, uh, just to kind of have a good idea of what we're in for and what uh, what you're all yeah, in for. Good. I can't wait. And I don't have a recommendation because I can't read. Oh, but last recommendation. <laughs> last recommendation. If none of you have, if anybody that's listening today has not, please make sure you go out and vote. Your polling oh, yes. places oh, yes. are all open. Um, you can vote in person this evening. I believe that polls close at 9 p.m. tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just make sure that you go online. You can check out where your polling place is. If you've asked for a provisional ballot and you did not send it in, that is fine. You can go to your polling place, and they will be able to take care of you from there. So that's my recommendation. That's why he came on today. <laughs> He's like, perfect day. <laughs> well, we do Let's have go. one last announcement that just wanted to share. Oh, if you really liked this show, this one episode, you can go back and listen to it because we are now available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you know where you can find that? Our Instagram, Books for Breakfast 2 2. That's the first time I plugged it today. Oh, that's so true. I know. Yeah. I forgot to oh do it in the beginning. Oh, my God. I would usually be yelling at you for that. I know. <laughs> that's my thing, too. I'm the person who plugs it every week. She plugs it every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, go to our Instagram, Books for Breakfast 2 2. All about it. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you go and follow because then you'll know when we're on the air, which is every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m., right here on WMCX. 
Professor Messina, thank you so thank much you for so joining much. us Thank you. Today. This is wonderful. Hope you had a good time. I did. Even going off topic. But Absolutely. That's, that's our thing. <laughs> that's what we do. How about it? <laughs> because what better way to start your day than with books and breakfast?